We are not affiliated with, nor do we represent Alcoholics Anonymous. We are simply here sharing our experiences, strength, and hope so that hopefully we can help someone through another day. Hey, hey, hey. Today is episode 23. Shut the front door. That's my favorite number. Are why? we doing that every time? But do you know do you know why it's my favorite number? Michael Jordan. Yes. Aw. Yeah. That's I'm, the only other 23 I, I can relate it to. There's a lot of other 23s. Like, I think LeBron James took that number on. Really? Because yeah. of MJ? Probably. Probably. Who wouldn't? Yeah. Who wouldn't want to be like Mike? Everybody wants to be like Mike. But he was such an inspiration to me. And like the, I read a couple of his books. Well, I have probably all of them. But um, just what his his uh, his endurance and resilience and mental capacity to overcome strife was a very interesting and fun to watch him play basketball. Yeah. Sweet. You know, I just had a thought the other day. I think like all like super successful, well, it seems to me like CEOs of companies and stuff like that, I think they're all like runners. I don't know. There's just something about people who like run and run marathons and like do like vigorous It's a discipline structure, yeah. Because everyone in the higher ups in my company like runs marathons and stuff like that. And I'm like... Because I'm like, what are they on that they want to like get up at 4 a.m. and no, like they're just thank you. They, they're so scheduled and regimented though. And then I was like, oh, they all run marathons. They mm-hmm. all are distance runners. Well, or type A. I'm generalizing, but yeah, but right. <laughs> but I think that um, people that do yoga too can tend can to be tap into that. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I like swimming. Yes, well, swimming's kind of just like running with mm-hmm. you know. You just don't hurt your body as much, yeah, right? Without the impact. Well, anyways, welcome to episode 23 to Telling on Ourselves. Telling, 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 telling on ourselves. Telling, telling, telling on ourselves. Telling on ourselves. Telling on ourselves. Telling, telling, telling on ourselves. I'm Vicki. I'm Lynn. And I'm Bree. And we're here to rock your world. Rock yeah. it out. Rock on like a rock star. <laughs> I feel like a rock star when I'm doing this. I have I have a confession to make before we do first thought wrong. Please. Okay. So um, I have this challenge from somebody to sing for 10 minutes a day. Like, because we were talking about what I liked to do when I was seven. And I said I like to sing Grease songs. So when I was at home... Uh, Yesterday, Saturday, um, I had an opening in my schedule, and I was playing with GarageBand and the microphone in YouTube karaoke, and I was singing for three hours. Oh. Three hours? I love <laughs> it. That's amazing. <laughs> I love that. That is so awesome. I mean, I used to perform Spice Girls for like hours and hours on end, and you sang that. I'm like, oh, I should sing 10 minutes a day. I mean, I only, I thought I was going to do it like a couple songs, yeah. and it's just like, you know how YouTube just keeps giving yep. you songs? I mean, I was having a ball. Well, and your endorphins were probably like, this is amazing. Yeah, and I was listening with that, so I really realized that I need to use this because I was holding the microphone, and I was every time I yep. moved. So, um, so yeah. That Wait, did my- you record it? I recorded you it. You did. That's so fun. <laughs> Maybe we'll so just do episode me. 24 of Vicky, <laughs> <laughs> Vicky no, Karaoke. It's not good. It's not good. But I don't care. Just like the yeah, who cares? it is so fun. I'm a big car singer and mm-hmm. I, I've been, I got AirPods, so I've been using those and your voice sounds so different when you have those in. And I don't care. I could care less when I'm singing and I'll do it really loud. 
Yeah, I don't care either. And that's how I feel about dancing too, because dancing uh-huh. makes me feel good. I don't care what anyone thinks. I have a very vivid memory of you from a party that we were at with a drum. And you're like one of my favorite people because of it, because I'll never forget you. You were like, okay, so the party was kind of at a mellow point. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden we played this song, and I don't even know what the song was, but Brie is sitting there shaking her booty, banging on the drum. It was the funnest time. I like got up, <laughs> like three or four people got up and danced. Someone has it on video, it, unfortunately. It it's out there the on video. time ever. <laughs> I so love it. So I always think, you know, my thing is with the singing and the dancing is like everybody does it differently. You know, like good, bad, ugly, whatever. Who cares? Life is short. And then one of my favorite quotes um, is is a Nietzsche quote, and it's those who were seen dancing were thought crazy by those who could not hear the music. So it's just kind of like, you know, do you guys get it? You yes. Know? It's just like, you're not crazy. Dance. And if they are judging you, that's their own song that's not playing in their head. And how that. boring of a life it. for okay. them. We have to put that down. We have to post that's it. A good oh, one. I have that. I'll post it. Okay, so then I already have it saved go. in my phone. Okay. I love it. Well, I'll go ahead and start... Um, First of all, today's topic is going to be, um, we decided to do a big, um, what is this? Like a a multi-process. Yeah. Or topic. Yeah, topic. And it, it's big, and it's wonderful, and it's beautiful, and it's juicy. So we're very excited about it. It's The Four Agreements. Yes, by Don Miguel Ruiz. Ruiz. Thank you, Lynn. That was a great suggestion. You know, I, you know like they... Um, I'm sorry, I'm stumbling with words today. Brie texted and was like, hey, what's the topic this week? And I swear, it was like a little lightning bolt went in my head. And I'm like, we need to do the four agreements because we refer to it all the time. And that's the divine thing Mm -hmm. when we're quiet. Good ideas pop, creative ideas yeah. pop into our head. And that's also part of his whole, his whole thing. Exactly. And being a channel, which I'm discovering easier ways to tap into that. So it's really exciting when it happens. So four agreements. We're going to start with um, the first one today. But before that, we have first thought wrong. And I have a good one. And I um, actually talked to the person yesterday and asked permission before I talked about it. So um, this week at work, we did a three-day employee retreat. And we retreat just there, but we work on the next year's calendar, so it's a whole calendar year. It's a big enterprise. Plus, we get certified for Doesn't CPR. Sound like a retreat, if you're working at a calendar. <laughs> there's nothing. Yeah, there's no self care there. But we do. We get recertified in CPR because I work with seniors, so that's really important. <clears throat> and we also, I hadn't done this before. I learned how to use the AED, the automatic external defibrillator. And then we all we do it. It's just a bunch of stuff. And then I made lunch one time. We had a sweet, one of our sweet members um, wanted to bring us lunch. So he did like Italian beef and this big salad. It was a lot of, you know, there's there's parts that are fun. And we it's actually a great bonding because we laugh a lot and it's wonderful. But it's, I'm not used to sitting for eight hours a day. So that was three days in a row where I had to sit and be still, which I just, I don't do. So on our breaks, I would do laps around the building because I just, I couldn't stand it because I'm used to always standing, standing and moving. So it was really, there were lots of things that got taxed and worn out in my body that week. So I also had a catering job yesterday, which wasn't really big, but I hadn't had a lot of extra time to do any prep on it. So I was driving home Friday. My sister was going to Nashville to visit a mutual friend. And she said, call me because I'll be driving. I'm like, perfect. So I call her on my drive home, which was a shitty Friday afternoon traffic, of course. So it was taking forever. And I was in my head mentally like making the list when I got home, what I was going to do, what I still had to shop for, you know, all these little things. And 
she had been into her drive for about an hour, hour and a half, and she still had a couple hours to go. So, you know, she was, you know, when you're, you know, when you're doing a road trip and your mind kind of relaxes and you can get more introspective, she was obviously wanting to have an introspective conversation. <laughs> and meanwhile, I'm like, I've got list, I got this, and I got this to do. And so we were talking about the, me joining the gym, and she said, when are you going to do it? And I'm like, well, I haven't had a chance, but I kind of thought, why would I go ahead and join and pay for it before I can actually use it? So I was waiting for my schedule to free up, and I said, the funny thing is, all the time that I'd allotted before for working out, I've filled it in with all this other stuff. So it's like I don't have any more free time because I'm not doing that. It's just I found other things to fill it in. And she's like, well, why do you think that is? And I'm like, I don't know. She goes, but why? Why do you think you're doing that? And I'm like, I don't know. And she asked me again, and I said, what part of I don't know are you not getting here? Which is like the shittiest thing you can say to anybody. <laughs> I probably would have said something really similar. They're like, "What do you want my answer to change?" And I said, "I'm not. I'm not in a in a place right now to think about that, and I don't want to." And so that just shut the conversation down. So then we were both really short with each other. I'm like, "All right, have fun. Give Melissa a hug. Talk to you later. Out." So I mean, like, shut that shit down. Well, that's a good example of setting boundaries. In an unkind way, but at least setting a boundary. Right. right. <laughs> so Saturday morning, I was in the shower, and I'm like, okay, because I was going to text her. So I texted and said, do you have a minute to talk? So I said, I realized the conversation yesterday, you were in a totally different headspace than I was, and I was getting frustrated because you weren't understanding where I was. I was expecting her to know how I was feeling, basically. And that I got more and more frustrated because I'm like, what part are you not getting about? I obviously don't want to talk about this. And I said, I'm sorry about that. I'm also sorry about being so shitty to you the way I said it. I should have been kinder and said, I'm just not in a headspace right now to discuss this, although it is important and we can at a later date. And thank you for caring. I didn't say any of that. So I apologize. She goes, well, Lynn, it's not like I was really nice either. And, you know, we were both whatever, blah, 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 basically trying to let me off the hook. And I said, no, I don't need to be let off the hook. I feel really bad about it. And I want to clean my side of the street. So and she said, thank you. So. Wow. I know. That was progress. (laughs) That's the program. Yeah. Working in real life. Yeah. Yeah. But I I still can't believe it because we're really caring. We've had such a, a... We've had a lifetime of having to unlearn. Uh, we've unlearned a lifetime of bad habits and triggers, and so we both try really hard now to not do what I did. What I did was what part of I don't know are you not getting? <laughs> well, was, I don't know what she was going for, and that's probably how you felt at the time. Was like, are you trying to psycho? Analyze me. She and was, I'm not, I'm not, well, that's what we do. I mean, we and we do have those great. Like, well, why, Lynn? And yeah, like, exactly. Why haven't you made the time? And I'm like, <laughs> and yeah, I want to go. Why aren't you going to the fucking gym, really? <laughs> but no, there's the first thought wrong. <laughs> that's the subtext. <laughs> that so, thank you, sister, for letting me share the story because I did ask permission. And when I apologize, and you, I, sister. well, and I ask her, and she goes. That's the only reason you apologized, wasn't it? <laughs> no, no, no. She has that. to. Yeah. Yeah, I have to. So today we are, our topic is the four agreements. And the first thing I'd like to do is read the four agreements and then we'll talk about the first one, which is what we're going to discuss today in a little more in-depth. There's a, I mean, there's just so much that it seems so simple. And I think that's one of the reasons it appeals to me anyway, is the simplicity of it. But when you really get into the bones of it, it's, there's just so much, there's so many layers to peel back. So we have number one, be impeccable with your word. Number two, don't take anything personally. Number three, don't make assumptions. And number four, always do your best. 
So with the number one, which we're discussing today, be impeccable with your word to extend on that a little bit. It is It means to speak with integrity, say only what you mean, avoid using the word to speak against yourself or to gossip about others, and use the power of your word in the direction of truth and love, which is just, it's so beautiful. I love that. And it's based on Toltec wisdom, which is a um, Mexican spiritual practice. And it is, um, Toltec wisdom is a tradition or philosophy um, for a way of life that teaches you how to make choices that result in happiness. Again, so simple. It's, you know, it's about making those choices. And um, Don Miguel Ruiz, who who put this together, wrote this book. He uh, was born into a family of healers, and but he took on the um, you know the Western world and the modern, and he became a, a surgeon. And then he had a near death experience and decided to get back to his roots and really um, work on this. And I just want to read what it says on the back because it really explains it well. Um, It says, in the four agreements, Don Miguel Ruiz reveals the source of self-limiting beliefs that rob us of joy and create needless suffering. Based on ancient Toltec wisdom, the four agreements offer a powerful code of conduct that can rapidly transform our lives in new experiences of freedom, true happiness, and love. And though this is not uh, actual program material, I think that it, it really coincides with our program. Mm -hmm. I mean, the four agreements are, the first one is be impeccable with your word. So honesty, right? Don't take anything personally. How many times have we heard that in the rooms? Um, (laughs) Don't make assumptions. I've heard that and always do your best. And, And that's the life that I'm trying to live today because of recovery has taught me how to, how to do that. And, um, and the four agreements, when I took this on and I started reading it, it was, it was an absolute life changer. I was reading a review um, when we were doing, after we decided this topic, um, I was, of course, reading up on it because I'm a nerd. And this one woman's review, I, I love to read writer or readers' reviews. She said that she finished the last page and immediately started over, and she's been doing that for 16 years. And it's it's true, and it's like with anything that um, meaningful spiritual growth. Every time you read it, because of what's going on in your life, you're going to find something new in it that's going to really speak to you. And that's absolutely true with this. And it's easier to practice something if you are surrounded by it every day, mm-hmm. and it's you know reiterated into your mind every day. So I think that's great. I once had a colleague who uh, worked his way through the. Uh, success principles, which was Jack Canfield. I mean, it's like a monster of a book uh, as far as self self help goes. But he mm-hmm. would read a chapter out of it every day on his lunch break. It would take him, you know, ten minutes, and he would just and then he'd go through it over and I over and over that. again. So the fact that she's utilizing it, and I mean, if you think of any other. Um, spiritual practice, there's usually a book, right, that goes along with the spiritual practice, and they want you to be in the book all the time, you know? They want you to read the the Bible or the Quran or, you know, whatever it is. Um, the so big book. The big book. So it's okay. You know, I think that's great. The mm-hmm. more you read it, the more it, you know. Right. Marinates. Marinates. And, and that's, I mean, as you guys were talking, and I think what, why um, the 12 Steps... And if you get in the program and, and actually um, make it a, a design for living in a way of life, it is something you have to practice every day. 
Mm-hmm. Just period. You just do. Yeah. And progress, not perfection, kind of uh-huh. like the last agreement, yeah. which is um, always do your best. It's always Wherever do your best. you're at. Just wherever do you're your at. Best. And your best yeah. one day might not be your best the next yeah. day. And of course, we'll talk about that. Well, my Another first week. thought wrong. I mean, I was not being impeccable with my word when I was being short and frustrated and, and wanting her to just read my mind. I yep. was not speaking love today either at the morning meeting. So I was not being impeccable with my word. And I had read this the night before. So talk about sometimes needing stuff to marinate. Well, yeah, I mean... Do. Or, you know, the higher power knocking you on the head saying, hey, maybe you need to practice this instead of just... Mm-hmm. Well, and also the thing of not taking anything personally. And, and you know, I mean, that is... It's, it is hard. It is hard it's to so do hard. all of these things. And that's why you have to be around like-minded people that are doing the same thing, that can right. gently remind you, that can be honest about what's going on, that can... I mean, this stuff is... It, it works if you work it, and practice is progress, not perfection. And that's all I have to say, because I need lots of practice. We all need practice. Um, Today's topic that we were talking about in our meeting was about choices and how those choices affect others. And I think Bree had mentioned something about that earlier, too, about um, you don't know who you affect with your word. And it was almost verbatim what I said in the meeting this morning. I said, when I read that, what I was thinking about, because the four agreements were at the top of my mind in the meeting, that we make contact with so many people a day that we don't even realize what we say, how that they'll take that, whether it's positive or negative. And I can, because I can think of hundreds of people I've met while traveling. Uh, when I worked all over the place, I would meet people that would only be in my life for a minute, an hour, a couple of days, but that's, that stayed with me. And again, whether it was negative or positive. So I think of it like the ripple, like you hit your hand into a body of water and the ripples that go from that one little impact with your hand. I just had a, a picture of you like <laughs> leaning over a lake and banging your hand that's on, what the, I was, on the pool. That's what I was water, visualizing. And then you falling in. <laughs> <laughs> Why wouldn't you just do a rock? You could still see the ripple. <laughs> Because I'm tactile, okay? I love it. I love it. And it was a great visual, and I had so much fun. Um, yeah, but so if if you were thinking in that context of everything I say, is, is it's like the butterfly effect. The butterfly wings, when they bat their wings, and what, what is affected by that, that'll, that'll rain some shit in real quick. You know, you'll really be careful about choosing how and what you say. If you're in the right frame of mind, that it gets me. You know that whole concept of hungry, angry, lonely, tired. Uh, that it gets me every time. Mm-hmm. If I'm in a your story about the mom, I, I think we would you tell that story about the mom again? Oh sure. So one of the stories Don Miguel uses in his book to um, make his point is a story about a mom who, otherwise sweet and nice to her daughter. Uh, had a busy, stressful day, and the daughter is in the background, and she starts singing, and the mother can only tolerate so much, so she snaps, and she turns around and says, can you just shut up? Your voice is ugly. You're so annoying. And that little girl carried that with her. She wouldn't sing in front of other people anymore, and not only that, she was just then shy, just in general, just shy and didn't feel like she was insecure, didn't want to speak up or talk. So it wasn't even singing anymore. It was... She was like the shy little girl from that point forward. Um, and I think it's not just because, like, the, the words are powerful, but it, I one of my favorite quotes is, people won't always remember what you said to them. They'll remember how it made them feel. Mm-hmm. So the words are powerful. That's Maya but the Angelou. Feeling, 
the feeling for me that's and that's what a resentment is too right to refeel mm-hmm. that thing um and I think that's when I heard that story I was thinking you know maybe she doesn't remember exactly what her mom said to her but in that moment what a heartbreak what a hurt on like a right soul spiritual well, level think about all the <clears throat> the kids and even my generation um because I'm so much older than you I don't know why I just said that. Body image, because you know, body image is such a tough thing for preteen and teenage girls. It takes one person to say that you look fat in that bathing suit, and it's all over. My dad. Okay, so my whole family is skinny. Yeah, you're skinny. And right, but I'm compared to them. I'm a little chubby. I swear to God. And my dad used to yell at me when I would come home from college, and he would be like, Vicky, you're getting fat. And that, that shit sticks with me. And so I was bound and determined to raise a daughter that had a good body image. Mm-hmm. So guess what happened? I was with Maya one time, and we're standing in the bathroom, and she says something about her tummy. And I'm like, you have a beautiful body. She's like, no, my tummy is too big. And I'm like, where, what, what? She's like, well, you made me self-conscious about it because you were always talking about how fat your tummy was. Now, I never said anything to her about her, but I always complained about myself. So she became, and, and she verbalized that to mm-hmm. me. So like, wow. that's awareness. But, you know, we we have no clue what impact we're, we have on things. Well, yeah. and his whole point, too, is not just um, the words you speak against others, but the words you speak against yourself are black magic just, just as mm-hmm. much as gossip. Right. So, you know, you have to be impeccable with the, because it's an agreement you make with yourself. That's hence the four agreements. Like we agree that we're going to accept it as being truth. So you've like agreed with yourself that you're not skinny enough. And that's like an agreement, you know. You, it's ridiculous. It's a lie. Like what And now your daughter of, has that agreement. Mm-hmm. I know. Wow. I know. And, and the thing about it is. You can change that. What's so cool about the four agreements is, you know, it says it can transform your life. You can change that. And one of the ways of doing that is when you have those thoughts, acknowledging them, say, thank you for, thank you for sharing and inserting another thought in there that is positive, that is opposite of that. Because we all do it. What I'm learning, this stuff has been in my face so much lately, this, this how we talk to ourselves. Mm-hmm. And, and it has been screaming at me. And being, we all do it, every single one of us, those top CEOs do it. Every every book that I'm reading right now or everything that I'm listening to is all talking about how this self-limiting, uh, these, these talking bad to ourselves and, and thinking we're not good enough, it's a problem every single person has. We all have it. Okay, humor break though really quick. Sociopaths, okay. Okay. <laughs> Narcissists. <laughs> I don't know if they have these feelings because they seem pretty damn confident in themselves. And sometimes I've met those people. I'm like, you just, do you really believe like everything that you think about, like it revolves they, they really you. do, but that's why they're sociopath <laughs> and they're narcissistic. But like, good for them. They don't think bad things about themselves. They're like, I'm the greatest. I'm the. I'm I the think shit. sometimes though, and I and I'm I'm sure that this is not completely true, but that they are so um, unbelieving in any kind of. Um, self-worth that they have that they overcompensate and maybe that comes across as being a narcissist because is it conscious though for them or is it completely subconscious maybe we should research okay. research yeah, it. it i want to research it 
But I will say that I think all those kinds of people have been broken by somebody mm-hmm. at the beginning of their yeah. life, usually from what I've heard. But well, I don't the know. difference between a psychopath and a sociopath, because you know I looked it up, psychopath is born that way, a sociopath is made by their environment, oh, by okay. trauma or abuse, yeah. Well, but the point being that we can, you know, the whole point of the book is that these are agreements that we make with ourselves, and mm-hmm. we can break them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, when you said even the top CEOs do that, I'm, I was like, bullshit. And that's what made me think of the sociopath thing. Mm-hmm. Um, because I just always think that's one agreement I've made with myself is that other people don't have these flaws that they have to combat or this negative thinking, they just do it so naturally. And you're right, maybe they don't do it naturally. Naturally, no. they're just, they practice. No, they have coaches. They do readings. They like Not only do they run marathons, but they also read Tony Robbins and the, the, all this kind of stuff. You have to, mm-hmm. it, it is a skill. It is a skill to have self-esteem, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's like oh. sharpening a knife. You have to keep honing it because it doesn't stay sharp on its own. Um, of course, that's the analogy I use because I'm a cook, not a serial killer. <laughs> FYI, Dexter, Lynn, and Dexter meet part two. There is a part of me that appeals though about taking out all the bad guys. Oh, can we talk about like I, I want to take a break and talk about El Camino? Has anyone seen it? Did I no. finally watched it. Oh, oh my, my goodness! Gatos. Do you like Breaking Bad? Yeah. Okay, uh, so good recommendation. If anyone please. is a Breaking Bad junkie like me, I miss them. Like I, I miss the story. at the end. I missed it so oh, much, yeah. and it was just. Like God, I miss you all. I know, like the stoner guys. Oh, the the bro- so oh my God. cool, and I mean, it was just uh, I'm I getting loved goosebumps. It. I loved I it loved so it. much. It was, it was well done. So well, ben, Terry Gilliam, Vince Gillian. Was yeah. everybody Vince. in it? Ben, um, Pretty much cameos. It's what happens with Jesse after he gets out. Yeah, oh, cool. like the day. It's yeah, so cool. the day. So, and then we have another referral that I'm going to yes. let Lynn tell us about. Yeah, last night I watched, and I've been, it's been on my radar, and I kind of forgot about it, and I found it last night on Amazon Prime. It's called Don't Worry, He Won't Get Far on Foot, and it's a true story about this um, cartoonist named John Callahan, who was um, an alcoholic, had something catastrophic happen to him, and he got in the program, and it's probably the most realistic depiction I've seen of people in the program, in the meetings, the talk they talk, and all the struggles that they go through. It was so wonderfully well done. I mean, I just can't say enough good things about it. I was nodding. And like he was talking to a sponsor, I'm like, I want a sponsor to tell me all that stuff because they don't (laughs) tell you what to do. They ask the right questions, you know, and that's what we all strive for is not telling another person what to do, but to ask the right questions so they can find their path. You all, I I mean, I want to go home and watch it again today. I I think I'm going to. Yeah. Um, But being impeccable, I mean, sorry, I, I derailed us on that, but but being impeccable with your word is something that we talk about in mm-hmm. the program, being honest and, and telling on yourself and coming to the table when you have done something wrong, but also speaking your truth when you need to and not being afraid of how that's going to affect other people. That's also being impeccable with your word. Sometimes mm-hmm. you do have to worry about it, but also you have to speak your truth. That's what's so tricky about this. Um, I, it's really interesting, though, about when you start examining the effect that you have on other people. Mm-hmm. And, and you can't overthink You can't overthink how you're going to affect someone. You, but if you speak your truth and you do the right thing, it's going to be, it's going to be organic. And that's what we all kind of strive for is to have an organic approach to being a good person and just trying to do your best. Well, it's so hard when, I, I don't know, did we talk about the hungry, angry, lonely, tired on this version? Um, okay, so 
when I am not impeccable with my word, it's usually when I'm hungry, angry, lonely, or tired. And we, we learned that in the beginning of the program. And it, if I'm not taking care of myself, usually that affects how I behave and how I speak. Oh, absolutely. Uh, my other little fun acronym is FINE, and it's fucked up, insecure, needy, and emotional. And all of those things affect how you're going to project yourself to the world. And I always think about, I had a therapist that told me that, it's like, look at whatever's going on in your life that's difficult for you to deal with as a movie screen. And then I think of myself up on that movie screen sometimes, so you can be a little bit objective and just watch the crazy that's going on. And if you are hungry, angry, tired, lonely, emotional, insecure, needy, all of those those things that make us um, not act in a kind, loving way. Well, give us selfishness. Give us self. Uh, we get self-seeking. We get self mm-hmm. self-absorbed. Yeah. I mean, it's so easy to do for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I have a quote. Bree has a quote for us. The quote machine. <laughs> I kind of want to read it in a weird voice, but I'm do not it, going do to. It, do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. I think it's going to take away. I wanted to. Words. Words. So powerful. No, see, I can't. <laughs> I can't. No, I want it to be taken seriously. Okay. Words, so powerful. They can crush a heart or heal it. They can shame a soul or liberate it. They can shatter dr- They can shatter dreams or energize them. They can obstruct connection or invite it. They can create defenses or melt them. We have to use words wisely. I love that. I like how that's put. Yeah, you know, all those little rhymes from Kiddom, um, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Lies. <laughs> Lies. Lies. And what's the thing that, about, um, I'm like I'm rubber, Teflon. you're glue. What sticks off, what bounces off. What bounce? I'm rubber, you're glue. What you say bounces off of me and sticks to you. That's it. That didn't work for me, though. <laughs> no, it, it doesn't for most of us. It's like but. little cannonballs impaling me every time someone said something mean. I know. We're, we're just such sensitive Well, we are overly sensitive. So Alcoholics oh, yeah. are overly sensitive. Oh, my gosh. That's yeah. part of our makeup, you know? I, 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 I qualify. I qualify. Us <laughs> <laughs> alcoholics are the overly sensitive type. Well, I think this was a good um, start for us to talk about something that's just, it's near and dear to all of our hearts. Yeah. And it's... Uh, yeah, thank you, Don Miguel Ruiz. Thank you, Mr. Senor Ruiz. I wanted to say one last thing. Please, Please Just do. to jump back to it, when speaking your truth... Like, what does the book say about it? Because it does say something about okay, that. Good. Yeah. I just wasn't expecting it. So we'll have to figure out how to put this in there. But so what the book says about speaking your truth is if your opinion is going to hurt someone, you might just want to keep it to yourself because then it's not it's not being impeccable with your word. I like it. So, yeah, that's, that's that. If, if speaking your truth is going to hurt someone else, you might want to keep it to yourself. It becomes, mm-hmm. the, that opinion becomes black magic. And those types of spells are difficult to break. Well, you just think about... So there's a woman named Jen Sincero, and she wrote the book How to Be a Badass or something about being a badass. And what she said, if I could remember it correctly, is that um, before between birth and seven years old, it's like concrete is being built. And then once you hit seven years old, all that stuff that happened is... Is in your. It's, it's the foundation. Concrete. It's yeah. the foundation. So you can break it up and change it, and it is through like these positive, you know, taking a negative thought and taking it away and putting something else better. Right. 
Absolutely. Um, I think we're going to start wrapping it up. Do you want to do golden nuggets and then the soul sparkle? Yeah, let's okay. do it. So I, I have missed so many golden nuggets because you guys are so smart. Um, one of them was surround yourself with knowledge and practice. Brie, I think you said that about, no, or Vicki. Mm. Oh, Brie. Um, in your environment, if you surround yourself with those like-minded people, then the practice and the knowledge is going to become even more ingrained. It's going to be that new wagon wheel rut, which I thought was brilliant. And then you're making an agreement with yourself um, and it becomes your truth. And by talking that talk, that becomes your truth. And then being able to break old cycles. Awesome. Very profound, Brie. Thank you. I also liked, I, I wrote exactly what you wrote. I wrote, find something, surround, sur- find something, and you said, must have said that you can learn, but I wrote, find something, surround by it every day, which that doesn't make any sense, but what you said was you were talking about the guy that did the Jack Canfield um, uh, chapter every day, and it's that daily practice of mm-hmm. just the, the discipline of loving yourself and bettering yourself. And I think I have a, a mild addiction to it. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then mine was um, the agreements we make with ourselves and being impeccable with our word to ourselves, kind of what you were telling, mm-hmm. just telling the story about you and Maya. I was like, I didn't even think about that. Like how saying something negative about myself, a self-degrading comment could like hurt other people. Um, and I think about sometimes stuff I say at work in my office and, I, and I'm, oh, I'll have to tell, tell you guys afterwards, but I'm just like, I feel like, oh my gosh, I just really need to be careful about what I say about myself when other people are listening. Mm-hmm. Cause they could have that problem times 10. And then I'm like, if I'm shaming myself and it's just a little problem, then they might be, you know, just for example, I'm like, oh my gosh, I only sold this much this month, you know, and someone else sold like half of that. Wow. It makes it look like if I'm shaming myself and they performed not as well as that, exactly. oh, someone said that out loud. But most importantly, if we practice not shaming ourselves, period, right. that will also have a good effect. On them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So like that was powerful for me as like... Okay, just be careful shaming myself in that yeah. agreement, um, speaking that black magic. It's, yeah. You know, I'm, I was the dancing monkey when I was growing up, so I was like the diversion, the distractor to get people to laugh when there was something tense going on. Self-deprecation is one of the easiest ways to get people to laugh. I went on And I self- still use it. I had to, my sponsor told me I had to stop doing self-deprecating jokes, and I think I still do it. <laughs> It's, it's a it's default. Easy. It is. It's New totally pathways. <laughs> it works. Just need a little more Tony Robbins in your life. <laughs> Just surround yourself. We like did a Rob lot Bell. of name dropping in this episode. I, apolog- I don't apologize. Thank you guys for all your help. Yes. Well, and absolutely. I just really wanted to lead into Soul Sparkle. Soul Sparkle. Soul Sparkle. Soul Sparkle. Get it, ladies. Vicky looked at me. She goes, "You're doing that too." So impromptu. I love it. And it works so well together. Um, so going into that, Soul Sparkle, it's our third leg. So final installment. Final installment. Yeah. Um, and we'll talk next time about the progress we're making on some of them. I just kind of want to get out the the part of what our third leg is. Birth it, Brie. Birth it. Um, so my first one was travel. My second one was um, taking a class of some sort. And then... Uh, My third one is going to be positivity. So I wanted to lead with that because both of your golden nuggets were about surrounding yourself with, 
you know, what you want to learn every day or what new habits you want to, so, and that's, you know, listening to YouTube videos or watching YouTube videos about positivity, audio books. I'm reading this, listening to this book right now called Unfuck Yourself uh, by Gary, John Gary Bishop or just Gary Bishop. I can't remember his name, but he's got an Irish accent when (laughs) the whole story is being told and I'm... (laughs) That was kind of like Irish to Indian, but anyways, <laughs> I'm not a great accent person. But anyways, you surround yourself with this stuff, and I just have been feeling myself be like a negative poo-poo Nancy Debbie Downer lately. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I I don't want to listen to it, to be honest. I don't want to listen to the positivity stuff, but I'm forcing myself to. Good for you. Because, and Dave's like, like he came in from work the other day. He's like, her probably heard a man's voice, an Irish man's voice coming from the bathroom. I was, he was like, oh, I like paused it. I was like, oh my gosh, I wonder what he's thinking. I hope he doesn't think I'm in here with somebody. And he did walk in. He's like, are you listening to something? <laughs> Trying to unfuck myself, Dave. Okay. <laughs> Step off. Step off. Anyways, so that's my third leg. What do you got, Lynn? Um, my first one was travel as well, um, international travel. It's, it, and I remember talking about how when I just even go into Alaska, how it changes my perspective on the world. It's like I have a new worldview by doing uh, cultural travels, what I like to call it, um, immersing yourself. So that's the first one. Second one is I want to do um, some outreach retreat. Uh, this is like five year plan, but I'm going to start doing the research this year for hopefully doing some retreats in Alaska that um, are affiliated with the program. And then my third one is I want to manifest financial security and professional growth. And um, I got to figure out exactly how to quantify that a little bit better because I'm not uh, real good at articulating at this point. But basically, it's starting to manifest what I deserve. And it's just, I just recently, you guys, I've had the um, uh, courage to say, I deserve this. I love that. I love that. My three, my first one was self-confidence. My second one was painting my stuff. And my third one is I'm, I'm working really hard at getting to financial freedom and I'm I'm on the path and it's happening and I'm speaking very positively about it. You're making a plan? I'm making I have a plan. You know that little quote she decided she could so she did. Yeah. Yeah. I was in a meeting the other day and someone said something about their boss and I was like it was the first time I realized I was my own boss. Oh, that would be an amazing feeling. Oh, I'm getting <laughs> Um it's scary as hell just FYI. <laughs> <laughs> scary but, but it yeah. felt it felt interesting. She took her, she turned her cans into cans and her yeah. dreams into plans. Well, let's hope they pan out. Thank you all for being here again. This is um, so much fun, and we just get so much from this. I do anyway. I'm speaking for them as well, um, not intentionally, but thanks always for being here. And rate, subscribe, review. What else, girls? Talk to us. Yeah. Let us know some Reach suggestions, out. some feedback. Reach you know, out and touch. Four agreements made a difference in your life. Let us know how. We'll share it next time on the next episode. Mm-hmm. Shout out to you and and read what you wrote us. So, yeah, rate us at Apple Podcasts. That really really helps. It really does. Hope you have a wonderful week. Peace out. Try out. Try out. Tribe out. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to another episode of Telling on Ourselves. Please rate, review, share, subscribe, download our podcast at. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. And if you want more telling on ourselves, please find us and follow us and like us on Instagram and Facebook at Telling on Ourselves. Tribe out.